In Matthew 28, Jesus says, God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life, marking them by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all that I have commanded you. I'll be with you as you do this, day after day after day, right up to the end of the age. We will make the case for being intentional about creating an adult education ministry that lives out the calling of Jesus to share the good news, bring people into the communal life of God and His people, and prepare them for greater discipleship. Next up, intentional, developing a vision for the Great Commission, right here on The Avenue for Faith. I bet many of us have seen or at least heard about fantastic adult education programs in churches. Maybe you grew up with one, or you visited a church and you were deeply impressed. Maybe you have an interest in this kind of ministry and you did some research online to discover what growing churches are doing to teach and train their congregation. And if so, I'm glad you're joining us for this journey, and I look forward to hearing your insights. But stop me if you've ever experienced the other side of the story. You visit a church or browse a church website to learn about their education program, and you find two things. A pretty great, well-planned-out program for children, showing who their teachers are, what they'll experience, why you should be a part, and one adult class in the auditorium labeled Adult Class Auditorium. Everything about it screams, we are intentional in wanting to teach and train our children, but when it comes to adults, we just offer something for the older folks who come early. The good news in this story is that these churches really do believe in education. They believe in intentional training and think it's their responsibility to help nurture growth step by step as children become believers and believers become disciples. But why should that intentionality stop with adults? A few years ago, an article in Christianity Today caught my attention. It was called The Unique Task of Teaching Adults. Listen to these powerful and challenging lines. Quote, Without slighting the importance of children and young people, I have always felt that the heartbeat of the church is adults. Jesus loved children. But he did not call children as his disciples. He called adults. We have no example in the Gospels of Jesus teaching children. But we have many, many stories of Jesus teaching adults. Furthermore, it is adults who shape the world for good or ill. And it is adult Christians who are called to be salt and light in a dying world. It is adults who vote. It is adults who work and who control the governments, school, corporations, unions, social groups, charities, and other institutions of our society. It is adults who are called to actively disciple their own families. It is adults who decide the church's priorities and budgets. To teach adults is to be on the firing line of Christian ministry and social change. Consequently, when we address adults, we can address some significant issues. For example, I find that many Christian men, as they reach midlife, 
are troubled by issues of boredom in marriage, disillusionment with the church, and suffering that seems to have no purpose. But often they ponder these questions alone, in silence, with no one to empathize with them or even listen to them. In adult education, we have the important privilege of helping people understand their fears and work through tough issues with a mature biblical perspective. We can touch the throbbing pulse of human pain, anxiety, hope, and joy. Many people in churches today have never brought their adult minds to bear on an understanding of the Bible. They tend to assume that Scripture has nothing specific or helpful to say to them about the real world in which they live. For them, the Bible seems like a relic from childhood rather than a living statement of hard-edged truths that demand to be studied and interacted with on a daily basis. But the Bible was written primarily for adults, to answer adult questions, to deal with adult problems. Finally, then, adult education is vital to the church because it is our opportunity to open the Word of God, the textbook of the church, for people to whom it is ultimately addressed. Isn't that powerful? That's from Roberta Hestinus, The Unique Task of Teaching Adults. Now, did you catch it? The Bible was written primarily for adults to answer adult questions, to deal with adult problems. Jesus loved children, but he did not call children as his disciples. He called adults. We have no example in the Gospels of Jesus teaching children, but we have many, many stories of Jesus teaching adults. To teach adults is to be on the firing line of Christian ministry and social change. Wow, that it sounds like adult education in our churches ought to be a high priority. And the time to get serious about Christian adult education is now. We've all heard the jokes, but they're based in reality. People think Joan of Arc was Noah's wife. People don't know the books of the Bible, much less how to put them in order. And people don't have family devotionals because they've never been taught how to do one. Not only is Bible knowledge declining, but so is the sense that God has any relevance to our daily lives. Do people know that God's Word has meaningful things to say about marriage troubles, money problems, raising children, dealing with a difficult boss, and choosing the right set of friends? Add in the fact that people are desperate for groups and gatherings of people where they can be themselves, share their lives, and become better people. But sitting in a pew and listening to a sermon doesn't always provide that. And that is why Christian adult education and faith formation groups are so desperately needed. Here's Josh Kincaid. I think every adult ed program needs something beyond, well, who's willing to teach and we'll let them teach whatever they want to teach, which I'm always grateful for people who are willing to teach. But I want some filters to run that through to say, does it meet the aims of this program? You know, Jesus prayed, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Have we settled for less? There are hurting people all around us and desperately looking to connect their lives with something meaningful. Who does God want that we have failed to reach? Who does God want that we have failed to include? 
Who does God want that we have failed to develop? Now, here are some common sayings guaranteed to destroy any powerful, intentional, inspiring vision for Christian faith formation through adult education. Listen to these that I got from Ken Hemphill. We don't have the space. Well, then build or have classes off campus. We don't have the money. Well, then let's rebudget. We can't staff the classes we have now. Well, then train some. We can't do what other churches do. Why not? We'll lose our fellowship. We've tried that before. We've never tried that before. (laughs) So what? I'm not changing what I do or how I do it. I'm comfortable with the way things are right now. Folks, the power is in God, not in ourselves or our programs. But through the empowering of God's Spirit, the church is called to bring Jesus to our communities and to bring our communities to Christ. And we can do this. We can move from I can't language to God can through me language. If everyone will adopt the position of Isaiah, who said to God, here am I, send me. So what is Christian adult education? It is an intentional program of faith formation designed for adults to provide what Charles Lee calls biblical guided change that develops disciples into mature men and women who wish to live by the teachings of Christ. And the purpose of adult education is growth as God gives the increase. We always want more. More people in our classes. More visitors to become Christians. More Christians to choose your own home congregation as members. More members to become committed, devoted disciples. More disciples to invest in ministry at your church to bring more people to the classes. A thriving Christian adult education program attracts as many people as possible, by as many means as possible, addressing as many needs and interests as possible, to create as deep relationships as possible for the purpose of developing an informed and robust understanding of the biblical witness and central Christian teaching, so that visitors will become participants participants will become members, and members will become disciples. So, if we're going to do this, we need a vision of adult education that covers the three central goals of the church laid out by Christ at the end of Matthew. Evangelism, going and bringing the lost to Jesus. Assimilation, helping Jesus' followers share life together in the body of Christ, and discipleship, helping Jesus' followers develop into servant leaders who minister as part of the local church. Let's look at each of these in turn. First of all, we have to start. Go into all the world and preach the good news. Ken Hempel is the former president of the Southern Baptist Convention and church growth expert. And he claims that the idea of Sunday school was rooted in seeking and saving the lost. When the focus changed, so did our intentionality and interest in having a robust program to offer. He says, It is my conviction 
that the beginning of the so-called demise of Sunday school can be traced to a time when denominations and local churches failed to use the Sunday school with evangelistic intentionality and purpose. When the design was forgotten, the Sunday school became a maintenance tool rather than a growth tool. While holding growth conferences in diverse settings, I have asked participants, what is the role of the Sunday school? And I usually get two answers, fellowship and Bible teaching. These are important, but fellowship and Bible teaching are not to be stated purposes of the Sunday school if it is to function as a growth tool. The purpose of the Sunday school is to fulfill the Great Commission, end quote. I believe Adult Bible classes should serve everybody, not just visitors and outsiders. But it's important to start with this simple question. Is evangelism a priority for us? Do you and I express genuine concern for our lost friends? Let's get practical. Is personal prayer for lost souls a regular feature of my life? Do we have an adequate, uh, up-to-date list of, of people that we know of that we should be thinking about and praying for, especially for, for the class I'm about to teach? Do we see evangelism as the job of the, the preacher alone, or, or do we feel a burden and a responsibility to connect lost and confused people with the saving message of Jesus Christ? Every teacher, in fact, every member, is a minister. The ministry staff is not the ministry staff. The ministry staff is the staff designed to equip the church for ministry. And so we can think of our classes as, at least in part, designed to share Jesus with lost people. But it's also in part designed to equip members to share Jesus with lost people. Evangelism is a central component of the Great Commission. Christian adult education is intended to live out the Great Commission, so evangelism must be a central aim of our program. And this means one crucial question to ask ourselves is this. Are our classes set up and designed to share the saving story of Christ? For example, are our teachers prepared and interested in reaching lost souls? Is the climate in our classroom conducive for reaching the non-churched. Will this class bring them in? Prong number one, evangelism. Start with evangelism. Number two, grow through assimilation, baptizing them in the name of the Trinity. The second central focus of the Great Commission, and thus the central focus of our education program, is assimilation and growth where we move people from visitors to members, from attenders to participators, as the whole congregation shares life together. The adult education program can play a key role in this. Our classes, the topics, the location, the time of meeting, the number of members, the atmosphere in the room, the way we approach things, they need to be set up in a way that are is intentional in helping members relate Share, grow, and connect. You might be thinking that that's the role of small groups. Well, yes, interest in small groups is a good thing. 
But as Ken Hempel notes, interest in small groups often comes up as a result of a church having a stagnant Sunday school program that has lost their Great Commission focus. Now, I'm a fan of a both-and approach that includes small groups as part of an adult education program. This can re-energize Sunday school with the same intentions and focus now given to small groups. Besides, a class is a small group as well. And we'll talk more about that later. But this means one crucial question to ask ourselves is this. Are our classes set up and designed to help people connect Bible teaching with their real lives and to connect their real lives with the lives of others? For example, are our teachers encouraging and fostering relationships among the class? Are we being intentional of thinking of our class as a small group? Are we following up during the week or providing opportunities for real faith to inform real life? Is the climate in our classroom conducive for people to feel a sense of belonging? Will this class keep them here, connect with their real lives, encourage them to belong, and help them grow. So number two is assimilation or growth. And then third, third is discipleship, leading with discipleship, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. The Great Commission calls for the people of God to teach and train followers of Jesus to become disciples. There is no one right answer to what does it look like to be a disciple. A single mother does not have to knock doors in order to be a faithful Christian. Raising children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord is a form of discipleship. But every member should be led into discipleship where commitment, service, and sacrifice is a way of life. It should be a stated goal for each teacher that from the moment we meet a visitor, our goal is to help that person mature to the point of devoted discipleship to Jesus Christ. I believe our adult education program should include teaching and training for ministry within the church family. We encourage everyone to go on to maturity and provide ways for each and every member to use their talents in a meaningful way to build up the body of Christ. Now, this means one crucial question to ask ourselves is this. Are our classes set up and designed to deepen and widen their knowledge, love, and commitment to Christ? For example, are our teachers prepared and interested in going deeper biblically and theologically? Is the climate in our classroom conducive for asking tough questions and encouraging greater service? Does our program allow people to stay shallow, or does it move them toward greater discipleship? Do we have courses for more mature Christians that makes demands on them, not just informs them? Will this class prepare and deepen their commitment to being a disciple? Once again, Josh Kincaid. I think a lot of people understandably think that if I spend an hour on a Sunday morning in a class studying the Bible, or if I spend an hour and a half, you know, in a living room with people in a small group studying spirit or talking about spiritual topics, um, that's a win. 
And what I want to say is, well, of course that's a win. I'd rather you be doing that than a lot of other things. But that that in and of itself is not enough. I mean, I can spend an hour on Romans chapter one. So what? So what's the point? What are my aims? And I, you know, talk to people in the professional education community, and they're going to tell you about learning outcomes. They're going to tell you about program goals. And there are important things we can learn from educational theory. And one of the most important things is every lesson, every series, every time together ought to have a goal. I'm studying Romans 1 so that what? What am I going to believe differently? What am I going to feel differently? What am I going to do differently? So I think having those those aims in mind um, and being intentional and saying it is somewhat of a win to spend time together studying and discussing the Bible. But the greatest win is doing that with with goals and aims in mind. Well, that's it for today. Let me summarize what we've learned and discussed together. Adult education is needed. The Bible was written primarily for adults to answer adult questions to deal with adult problems. A positive, intentional attitude is crucial. An I can't attitude is sure to destroy any intentional vision. Perhaps I can't. But God can through us. And any adult education program should live out the Great Commission with a focus on evangelism, assimilation, and discipleship. Or an easier way to remember it, start, grow, and lead. In our next podcast, we'll ask just who are adult learners? What do they bring to the table? What are they looking for? And how should teaching adults look and feel different than teaching younger ages? We'll lay out the seven objectives for a healthy adult education ministry using the model we have in place at Shared Avenue. All this and more on the episode entitled, Informed, Providing What They Need. Thank you for joining us on the Avenue for Faith. Thanks for joining No one has ever loved you like Jesus Christ. I hope you feel that love in every sermon that's preached on this podcast. You can find more sermons, transcripts, study guides at nathanguide.com. Please stay tuned for another lesson and rest in the love of Christ.